What's going on, everybody? You've got the cardboard coaches here with your boy, Coach Go. And I am the cartel, and I'm here to have a coffee with you and talk cards. Coffee at 4 p.m. This guy is going to be up all night. Now, wh why, why do you have to ruin the illusion? We could have said it was, we could have said it was five in the morning. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> oh, because if the listeners knew you, there's no way. I mean, unless you were up still. Anyone who knows me personally would know that's not the case, but we could create that illusion. Be, I could be, be getting up, crack of dawn, having a coffee. That'd be the dream, man. I did have some eggs. I mean, that's legit. That is legit. It's breakfast food. Team, we got uh, some fun stuff to talk about today. I think we should start the show off with uh, the fact that there is rumblings of a sports card TV show. No, not myself and Cartel, unfortunately. Not yet, anyway. However, uh, Mr. Ken Golden seems to be the focal point of this TV show. And although it's not confirmed... Uh, allegedly there is a bidding war to discuss exactly what the concept surrounding sports cards will be, but Ken Golden has been confirmed as the focal point of it. As I said previously, sports cards have been confirmed as the focal point of it. And they're thinking about running it a bit like Pawn Stars. Now, I mean, I don't know if that's going to be someone del hand delivering cards to Ken Golden and being, and Ken Golden being like, this one's 110,000. This one's 90,000. This is 150,000. But regardless, I think this is huge for the hobby, man. Correct me if I'm wrong. I, I, I personally love Pawn Stars. I don't know about you. I yeah. love Storage Wars. I love all that crap. And let me tell you, it's a lot of it is crap. A lot of it is very much uh, scripted crap, but I, I will eat that up. That is popcorn television at its finest. <laughs> and it I remember. I remember being like, I mean, maybe like five, six years ago and like turning on the TV and uh, just getting absolutely engulfed in like storage wars and just really wanting to go out and like crack open old lockers and find shit. You know, like I think that's I really wanted to start rummaging after watching those TV shows. Yeah, it appeals. And to I, I, I wonder if this is going to be even more of a of a match for the hobby you know what i mean like we're already getting a decent amount of mainstream coverage but the average person still doesn't think of sports cards as like elite investments do you know what i mean like i mean i, I i've been into like garage sales and thrift shopping and 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 card shows my entire life some of my fondest early earliest memories are the big comic and card shows in Toronto. Uh, also conventions, you know, like people would have conventions for all sorts of geeky stuff like Star Trek. I went to Doctor Who conventions when I was a kid, all right? I saw some of the old British actors would appear and sign autographs and uh, shake a few hands. Um, people uh, people dig that stuff. You, you get to learn a bunch of things and you get to, uh, what about Antiques Roadshow? Let's not forget the Godfather OG, the Antiques Roadshow. But yeah, look, it's simple. You've got an auction house run with a well-known brand, at least in the hobby. Uh, Kenny Golden is a uh, uh, appealing enough, uh, charismatic enough kind of guy. Um, with time on the show, much like Rick Harrison, he'll probably get even more so. Yeah. You, you see them get more comfortable in front of the camera. He's running IG Lives almost every day. Anyway, almost every day now. And I think that's, that's what kind of stirred it up. 
Yeah, and it makes sense. It's this it's this auction house where these treasures are coming into. And so many times, especially nowadays, with people digging out all sorts of strange stuff and identifying oddball items uh, and celebrities, give me a break. I mean, what an easy pitch. Uh, every once in a while, you, we're going to have Timbaland show up. We're going to have, uh, you know, all these, you, you know, you got uh, Post Malone. I don't know why I was going to call him Chase Malone. Post Malone buying magic cards. Dude, it's, I was so hyped when I saw him repping magic, bro. I was like, let's Brandon, go. Would you, would you have been one of those guys in the crowd watching Post Malone buy stuff? I mean, yeah, so I mean, I want to see what like, he grabs, you know? Like, checking it out. I want, to, I want to know what his favorite mana is, bro. Like, is, is he, I want to listen. I want to sell celebrities. Is he Swamp? Is he Plains? I'm talking I'm magic right now. I'm waiting for celebrities You're... to come buy Connor McDavid cards from me because uh, I have a feeling I'll be able to do really well there. But yeah, I mean, think about think how easy a pitch that is. There's going to be celebrities. There's going to be crazy cards and treasures. And uh, yeah, there's a big, I think there's a big opportunity for a, a show like that. Uh, you know, there's a WWE show going on right now where they search out treasures and collectibles. I had no um, idea. Yeah, which usually it's a popular show right now. Like they, well, we want to find The Undertaker's original outfit. I mean, it usually really? boils down to they go to the undertaker and he has it, but yeah. yeah, it's like this guy collecting, um, collector's item, WWE stuff, I think presumably for their hall of fame, but that's really cool. And people love it and people will love a card show. Absolutely. And then the next question becomes, you know, what are the implications for the hobby as it becomes more mainstream and more people, um, enter the conversation? I mean, how, how do you feel about that? Do you think that's, that's all going to be uh, cookies and roses? Uh, if that is the case, uh, I think that, you know, sports cards are already kind of getting specifically graded ones, specifically PSA 10 graded ones are almost getting out of the reach for the, the new collector. Um, I think it's a little overwhelming. I think it's, um, and you know, we, we try to help people every day. Um, but with the new increase in, in prices for PSA, the holds on anything below super express and the brief rumblings that when they do come back, it's not going to be anything under a hundred dollars. Now, of course, this hasn't been confirmed, but as I said, brief rumblings, uh, that means that majority of people's base cards that they were grading before, um, are no longer on the table because why would I send in like a $10 card if it's going to cost me a hundred dollars us minimum? Um, or in the case right now, $300 minimum. Um, so it's slowly but surely becoming, you know, people collecting raw, which is great. And then people collecting graded. And I really think that watching sh a show like this, where all the, the items are going to be high ticket items, presumably, right. that this might, this might put those like on the cusp cards bumped up into the into the stratosphere yeah, so i so think as crazy as this sounds i think things like fractional ownership might start to come into play here uh yeah potentially you you touched on a lot of uh kind of elements involved there you're first you're talking about sticking points right where people see what's going on then they get into the market and they find out that you know it, it is getting pricey um, that's, that's a, that's a reality that's been going on for a while now. I can only imagine, look, we're, we, we love hockey cards, you and I, yeah. although we dabble with other sports, yeah. but someone coming into the hockey card market, it's not the end of the world. You can buy some nineties cards that evoke nostalgia 
and at pretty reasonable prices, you can get some new superstars. Um, I mean, you might even still be able to get some really lower end Connor. You might be able to get a Connor UD portraits or something. You could still yeah. do something there and start a collection. That's fair. But imagine getting into basketball. Imagine getting into basketball this time last year. Um, that's just wild. If you're a young kid getting into basketball and you're hyped about it, you can't find retail. The, the cards are so expensive. All your favorite players are so expensive. A player that you might have seen play in college that you have a good feeling about, it's too late. They're prospecting them and, and you're, you're shut out. Yeah. So, yeah, there, there's, there's going to be that initial uh, curiosity and wanting to get into it, finding out about how expensive it is. Um, and you're right. People, if they really want to get into it, they will start to trickle down and look for something else. They'll look for something a bit more affordable. Yeah. The hope is that they stay in the hobby though, yeah. because they yeah, might yeah. look for something more affordable outside of that. Yeah. Uh, I don't think, I don't think they're else. going anywhere. I think, I think with the additional eyes and ears, I think if anything, we're going to bring more people in. I just don't know. I think they're just, they're going to be, everyone's going to be doing yeah. instead of before everyone was, was buying raw grading, buying uh, sealed ripping, grading flipping like it was like a natural thing to do this, this these steps right, right? Yeah. i think flipping is becoming almost obsolete right now and uh it's 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 now like okay when do you want to like you have to almost sell at peak in order to make money right. now right like well i i would argue uh, there's an element of flipping that's becoming less uh, pervasive in the hobby, but still yeah. there. I'll give you. I'll give you a very good recent example. Go for it. Uh, people selling their John Means, uh, you know, after the no hitter. That's fair. You, you can get yeah, right. You can see yeah. how. And, and I think, by the way, that's an important. Um, that's an important point to our audience. Is uh, again, in all this talk of the quote unquote marketing, the market softening. Yeah. Prices getting lower. Like, d- don't forget, the core of the hobby is buy low, sell high, and take yep. advantage of a of an event. That's still happening. Yeah. I mean, that's. So, by the way, Conor McDavid's PSA 10 Young Guns has gone up $1,000 in the last month, right? So that's still happening. That's yeah. that's not as a result of the quote-unquote new market. That's just yeah. because Conor McDavid played his ass off and got 200 points. Uh, but anyways, getting getting back to what you were saying um, with, the, for example, the fractional ownership, which, by the way, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if Golden went that way, if, uh, if they introduced that concept. I still think there's other companies doing that, right? There's this rally. Yeah. And by the way, Rally has a spoke, either a spokesperson or a guy that's involved in it. I don't know the guy's name, he, but he was like a, a he was a, a host of an app where it was like a game show. I remember playing it when I was bored a couple of years ago. So these are people that are like well aware of social media, yeah. um, uh, uh, TV yeah. uh, production, right? So maybe Rally is going to create a show about fractional ownership and wouldn't that be cool you profile like the average joe and he's sitting there he's like i own one one hundredth of an x-men number one for sure and and by the way who's to say what about pwcc they might want a show yeah where they've got their vaults and then maybe they can even have uh and like someone's going through their 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 vaults and they're like picking out cards right out of these these the safety deposit boxes or whatever the hell they have right and with pwcc there could be a whole segment where they play sports with the slabs and they just throw them at each other or even like throw them into like a pack of wild pitbulls maybe they should maybe segment maybe they'll teach everyone how to ship cards yeah, man, like that, that could be an amusing uh, segment as well. Like now we're going into the shipping room. Let's go, guys. And it's like a bouncy fun castle while they're like packing up your the cards you've spent thousands of dollars on. Do you anyway. think the audience would be the equivalent of the audience that stayed up late to watch Elon on SNL? 
Yeah, there you hey man, I yeah, I heard all about that, man. <laughs> to the moon. Do you know that there's a rustler right now that they 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 have a vague to the moon um uh uh gimmick uh on NXT, which is the WWE subsidiary. Yeah. The guy's yeah. name's Cameron Grimes. And he's supposed to be like, I don't know, some kind of uh, as per his name, some grimy guy who got rich quick. Okay. And he talks about to the moon and he goes to the club and he's got That's all this so money. And now he's having run-ins with the million dollar man, Ted DiBiase. But uh, anyway, we're all over the place here. That's wild. But uh, yeah, there, there could be all these different shows coming out. And believe me, if the golden show ends up being a go, we will see more. Yeah. So it's, it's inevitable. And it's a little concerning, Brendan. I'm not going to, I'm not going to lie. I know that you're a positive guy in general. You're a great guy to be around in that sense, especially when, when one is feeling negative, but the combinations of this increasing um, media focus, uh, all these news stories, now these shows is coinciding with presumably because we're in Ontario, we're like living in the twilight zone, but it looks like the rest of the world is progressing a little bit as far as uh, our lockdown and our pandemic goes. Yeah. Coming out of that, um, all these situations going on with Target and Walmart potentially not even offering retail anymore, putting it all on Panini and Tops to, to presumably sell on their websites, and then we're in the land of the bots. Um, all these things happening at the same time, uh, PSA's pricing, it is a little worrying. I, I think, you know, you know who people forget to talk about a lot? So, Brendan, you've mentioned flippers so far today. We've all, of course, we've mentioned collectors. We are collectors. Yeah. Uh, by the way, you can be several things. Of course. I'm running a business, right? Um, we don't really talk about business owners and store owners. Yeah. Uh, I think there's so much talk uh, on some of these threads, for example, like, oh, if you don't like the PSA thing, uh, go screw yourself. Uh, stop complaining. There's a couple of, of accounts that are all about, and they're people at the top. And they're all about like um, shaming people that complain. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, no, no, no. This is not all just a bunch of people at home in their spare time complaining about PSA turnarounds. Yeah. It's your businesses that rely on it. And you can start criticizing them all you want. You could say, well, you shouldn't have put all your, all your eggs in one basket. I agree with that to a degree. You should be, you know, you should be um, structured. Diverse. diverse, you know, right. You should be diverse and you yeah. should be structured. Yeah. But even still, this is a shitty time for a lot of those businesses. Of course. Shitty time for a lot of these stores that are also dealing with it. It was a great time um, when there was a boom, but there's now these difficulties to contend with, and you have to respect that. And um, people are feeling it. They're feeling yeah. like a couple of weeks ago, I remember when we were recording Cardboard Coaches. I mean, I think that's why I wanted to get some fun guests on the show, because otherwise it would just be me being negative and, and feeling the effects of all that negativity. Um, so that there's a little concern there whenever, whenever, you know, things get mainstream and whenever there's a big show potentially like this, that's a concern. Yeah. Yeah. You, you have a counter uh, to that potentially. Uh, I mean, I know you, you mostly agree, but yeah. you know, how can we kind of balance that out? Because that is something, right? I mean, uh, I mean more we, we just have to hope that PSA, first of all, Honestly, I can't see what Nat Turner's doing, but I feel it, you know? I kind of feel it, if that makes sense. There are uh, newsletters monthly now, and, like, not just stupid dinky ones, like, oh, submit your TCG cards. It's like, we bought this company for the purpose of doing this. Like, right. they, they now, they bought a, a company that, or invested in a company that is going to help them 
with their AI, which means that they're going to be grading faster, hopefully, which means that they're going to be grading with more consistency. Like this is the goal, of course, right? They right. said that they hired, they hired X more employees. I think the number was in the hundreds. Incredible. Like the infusion of cash is like, it's almost like when there's a new government and like for the first year, people are like, the government hasn't done anything. And that's usually because it takes a while to like lay the framework for something that, you know what I mean? Like it, it sure. so I think right now is where the framework is being laid before PSA can go back into like a, a well-oiled machine theoretically, hopefully. Um, sure. Speaking of PSA, I don't know if you saw our PSA order. They updated uh, the complete true date. Looking at it right now. So uh, it turns out that it's not the date that we submitted it. It's the date that they received it. Is ah. is, the com- is the completed through date? So well, that's say, something like that our listeners our orders are going backwards. <laughs> so, so this is something that our listeners can can. I mean, I, I was super excited because it said. February 25th on there in terms of completed through and we had created our submission on the 26th um, or no, I think they, they, they received it. Like it actually arrived on the 26th, but the date they received it was like April 1st. So mm-hmm. um, please, if you're checking your completed through dates, please note that it's whatever day that they actually, not that they, it needs to be received yeah Cohen and I have entered do you realize realize we have 800 we have 800 cards I know I I went through it this morning I was like man this is gonna be great but that express is just it's mind-boggling moving like a snake dude what Um, three months I think it's been three months if I'm not mistaken we're we're gonna need a three-hour special if we're gonna do some sort of live reveal well, especially if it's going to be the ultra modern, we got like 185 cards in one of them. I'm pretty sure we're going to have to just kind of show the highlights. I don't know if we're going to be able to do an entire, uh, entire video with uh, everything we've got coming. Oh, that's going to be um, tough. But uh, you know, it's uh, you know, uh, there's already a lot of people poking around, and I'm sure you get the the, the texts or DMs from like friends and family. Hey, Brendan, is this worth a million dollars? Uh, is this the right, you know, McDavid? And they're showing you some like, you know, fourth year McDavid insert. Yeah. Um, a lot of people are going to start getting into it. They're going to have mixed reactions as to what it is. Uh, there are still a lot of people who want to invest heavily uh, that are coming to me and uh, talking about investing some significant money for a for a quick return. And I, I, I do contend that that is still something that exists. You can still do that. It has more to do these days, instead of the appreciation of in value, it has more to do with smart purchasing. Yeah. So that's the advantage that a lot of stores and businesses have is they can do that kind of smart purchasing that ensures the greatest amount of space for, for, for making some profit. And there's still tons of deals on eBay. There are still people ending auctions at six in the morning. I missed one by a dollar today. Cause I failed to wake up at like six in the morning when it was ending. Thought I put in a good bid before I went to bed, but I got beaten out. You but they're out, out there. What did you What's miss that? out on? Well, it's funny. I already mentioned him, but I, I sold most of my John means and now I'm reinvesting in him because he's having a good year. Forget right. about the no hitter. Um, but his parallels are like sickly low yeah. in terms of pricing. So I literally would have spent less 
on this card had I been more aggressive and this was a, a parallel out of 50 that, that I, that I did selling his base card. Damn. So, uh, you know, smart plays like that, just kind of flipping around, um, using the search engine to your, 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 uh, your best ability. We talked about this with, uh, Sam Conrad, just, you know, be smart about how you're looking stuff up. Player misspellings is a, is a very basic one, but there's yeah. other good ones as well. If, uh, um, save, save sellers. You get, if you get a deal or you notice someone is really weird with their listing, save them, uh, keep an eye on them. Yeah, for sure. You and, were, uh, you were mentioning before we hopped on, uh, a gentleman is, or at least uh, apparently some talk in the hobby is that someone sent in a PSA card for reholder and yes. they changed the grade on them, which, yeah. I mean, I know I'm leaving this very ambiguous and I'm going to leave it for you to describe and explain, but imagine sending in your PSA card and let's say there's a crack in your, in your case. Now the reholders are, it's taking forever. Okay. So like, imagine, you know, paying the fee for a reholder yep. and I think they're at November maybe now uh, in terms of like the reholders, maybe October. So let's say you sent it in yeah, like May it's or like June, they received it in November, whatever the case may be. And uh, you know, you're finally getting it back and they changed the grade on you, dude. How do they do this? Yes. So uh, yeah, there's a lot of talk about this. It's funny, funny when you, you kind of keep an eye out for who rages for an issue and who rages against an issue. That's an yeah. old, interesting thing to see the defenders and those that are quick to jump on top. Usually at the end of the day, everyone looks bad in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, and sus and sus. Is that what the kids say? Sus. That is what they say, man. Sus. You're uh, you're getting hip with it. Dude. I am every day. I'm just getting hipper and hipper. So <laughs> it was a, uh, it was a tops, Chrome. See, we're getting into the basketball, man. That's okay. Duncan, yep. which I don't know how expensive that is. I know a 10 is really expensive, but I don't know if yep. this was a nine or a 10 that the guy sent in. And uh, if you, Brendan, do you have any old label PSA? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's all I actually, sorts of labels. By the way, there's like a dozen type labels yeah. from the beginning of PSA to now. Yeah. Um, some did not hang around very, very long at all. Sometimes you get one of these labels, you think it's fake because it looks so weird, yeah. but they're legit. They, they've had 12 different labels. Now we're collectors. We're OCD. Any little thing can set you off. Yeah. I am never judgmental of that because I'm like that. There's something on the card. There's something on the slab. There's this, there's that. I get it. 100. I, I've suffered with it. I think it yeah. is a mental illness, but anyway, um, this guy noticed that the label, the, some of the early labels get a little wrinkled. Yeah. Um, just naturally, this is going to be a really, I'm going to get really in depth here because there's so <laughs> many, there's so many elements here. Let's is, do it. So is, okay. Is, is this, this is supposed to be sonically sealed. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think Beckett says that. No, so does, that, so does PSA. PSA sonically, says sonically sealed. Like what is uh, like the like Dr. Reed Richards? Of I read, I read it this morning. It says sonically sealed. Reed Richards gets his hands on your card in the lab. Sonically sealed, waterproof. I should be able to, well, I don't know if I should be able to toss it. I shouldn't. I I, I, I'm not going to go PWCC no. on it. No. But 
look, if I accidentally drop it, it should have a degree of protection. A lot of people don't like that the card is loose in the PSA holder. Um, I kind of do. It kind of makes sense to me that there has to be a little bit of buffering. And there's, there are these little slots here. Anyways, if I just mess around with it up front, what I'm seeing is there is protection there. Don't mess around with it too much, obviously. Yeah. Um, Dude, well, you should see the stickers, bro. The stickers fly all over the place. Bro. That might be a concern. I've seen that stickers like half, like half in the, the center and half out, and there's nothing you can do. And, and let's not forget that, you know, Beckett has the inner plastic sleeve. Yeah. But um, I've seen those split, particularly with thicker cards, like cup cards. I've seen this, the, the plastic split and damage the card inside by, by having a sharp plastic edge. Damn. Okay, imagine like a really expensive cup card yeah. being affected by that. So anyways, this guy noticed that his old his old sleeve, here's an old one. This, this is an old one. Notice it doesn't have the hologram. Yeah. Um, it's legit. Yeah. Uh, it's, an old, it's an old label and they get wrinkly. So the guy sends it in for a reholder, which is like 10, 12 bucks, whatever it is. And he gets it back. Uh, according to the picture, he gets it back just marked as authentic because they find it to have come down several grades. And he gets no notification of this until he receives his card or, or gets the email notification. So this poor guy sends in his card with X value. Like a nine or a 10. Yeah. It could be a precious PC piece for him. I don't yeah. know. I don't care. By the way, he could be a business uh, that wants to sell it for maximum profit. I don't care. Uh, he gets it back authentic. Uh, it's lost grades. So this starts the whole conversation. We know it's usually uh, card porn that 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 gets on these these uh, issues, these situations. Yeah. So a whole conversation ensues. Uh, my initial reaction right away is this is not good news. Um, card damage is uh, slab damage is a reality. I immediately responded to some rando uh, who had no business in the conversation showing up and saying, "Well, shouldn't have sent it in." Well, yes, he should have. He has every right to send it in. Okay. Cards get handled inappropriately, as we've seen, even by the by the quote unquote industry leaders. Um, cards, you know, are old. Slabs are old. Uh, maybe you want all of your cards to be uniformly new slabs. More power to you. I know yeah. collectors like that. I don't judge them. That's what they want. They have the ability to do that and pay for it. Good. Um, but this guy gets this card back, incredibly unfair situation. And right away I say to myself, well, I, I have a bunch of slabs that I might want to rehold in one of these days. A lot of them come from a big auction house. So what am I going to do? And I'm told that it's not the grade that I paid for. What about these guarantees that these companies have? PSA has a guarantee. SGC has a guarantee. It's in their name, sports card guarantee, uh, and BGS, right? So it became a whole conversation. Card porn goes right to business getting in touch with the right people. They got a little bit of clarity on the situation, which is that it apparently, the card had experienced moisture slash water damage. You know, it's funny, you know, Brendan, you go on, you, you want to buy a, a soccer card slabbed, you figure it's slabbed, it's all good. The seller has a good reputation. You get the card and it's all messed up because maybe the seller was keeping it in his basement and there was moisture down there. Who yeah. knows? Imagine all the cases full of boxes and cards and binders being improperly stored right now. You could be a, you could be a fantastic collector with a great mind for collecting, but you could be really shitty at storage and uh, being archival about your stuff.
that's something which, by the way, I always, if I'm up late and I'm messing around, uh, you know, Coach Co and I were probably watching something on fitness or nutrition, but sometimes I'll watch something on, uh, on archiving things and like proper uh, storage. I have a friend who her passion actually is storage because she collects a lot of uh, flat paper um, animation cells. And that's not stuff that you just, oh, okay, I'm going to put it over here, right? You need the right temperature. You got to avoid lighting, you know, this, this, that, and the other thing. And a lot of people don't do that. They're just collectors, right? Yeah. So um, this guy had a car that did experience some sort of moisture damage. Now, whether or not, I mean, maybe he should have noticed that. Maybe he should have taken a closer look. I'm also aware that people, for some reason, have this thing in their brain. Like when people hand me a card and they're like, hey, Tom, it's going to be a 10. And I look at it and I pop it out and it takes me three seconds to notice yeah. there's a ding. And I'm like, dude, this is yeah. not a 10. And Well, you're just saying that. Like, no, yeah. I'm trying to help you. It's not a 10. Uh, some people have problems with eyesight. I don't know, but uh, end of the day, PSA does have a right to make sure that they don't unleash a card on the market that represents them badly. Yeah. Because if there is damage there and they, they just go ahead and reholder it and there's a 10 out there with damage, that doesn't look good for them. I couldn't agree more, honestly. And that, that's the, the stance that I was going to take is that like, I understand that as a collector, you want to maximize I mean, first and foremost, like if you get something at a certain grade, you're going to hope that that's, that, that it's, it, that's its grade forever. Right? right. So like, maybe that's an issue with the holders themselves. Sure. Um, you know what I mean? Like maybe sonically sealed isn't so sonically sealed, or maybe they, they're only now sonically sealed and they weren't prior. Like, right. I don't, I don't know if the, they upgraded technology somewhere along the way to make them, you know, maybe moisture proof if that's even possible um but if 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 they're not moisture proof then they need to find out how they take and make them because i mean this gentleman paid let's say i mean let's say even if he bought it for five hundred dollars and now it's worth you know five thousand i regardless of what it's worth and what he he's not getting what he paid for right and this this holder is supposed to be the ultimate form of of establishing value right, right. so that's why there's a, such a log jam in PSA because right. you have to look at the card because the card's in a holder that the, the holder has a grade and the grade is is seemingly permanent right right and there's got to be there's got to be a guarantee on that right that, there's got to be some I, yeah of- yeah and so I don't know if you know I don't know how you make it right but I do think that PSA couldn't have reholdered that at, at the same grade if there was in fact significant damage, because then there, I mean, let's say, let's put your, your BGS 10 or your, yeah, BGS 10 Zion. Remember that, that BGS 10 Zion yeah. that we talk about yeah. that perfect Zion that was completely off center. So like, then you have a case where, you know, maybe that one slab is going to result in, in overall, less um integrity for your company do you know what i mean and and you you can't jeopardize their integrity well and that's what makes it that's what makes the conversation about why they didn't notify him more complicated is first of all he should have been notified 100 percent. i think that that is without a doubt even at that point because people were arguing he should have had the choice to just leave it but not really though because it's too late psa saw that it's a damaged card it's at that point there's something does need to be done. And I'll tell you what needs to be done. He needs to be compensated. People will argue uh, it's 
Maybe it's on the person who owed it, owned it before him. There's also no way of knowing. Maybe this yeah. guy knew he damaged it. Yeah. Um, and just wanted to get the label nice and hoped that they wouldn't notice that the card was damaged or that they wouldn't do something about it. But I, I've previously already heard in the past few weeks. So remember, there, there was a conversation about that guy who received a bunch of fake Kobe's. And when PSA heard about a fake Kobe being in one of their slabs, one of their main things that they jumped on top of was like, get this card to us so we can take care of this because we don't want that fake card, um, you know, swimming around out there in the market, bearing our name and our reputation. So there always has to be a backup. And and I heard, uh, I mean, obviously I think HGA is already on that. Any new company is already on that. And I think, I thought I'd read something about PSA, kind of double double da- double downing on that and saying like we we will you know we we will guarantee the grade and well, and if something I, like that happens i know that they're going to start stamping their cards so I, at the very least like you know that anything new like anything before a certain serial number is is yeah that- this this new technology where they're going to be able to track the specific card that's yeah because i mean man how many times do you hear guys like it, it took me six times but i got the 10 which is just disturbing because it just goes to show how subjective everything is. Yeah. But uh, presumably that's going to fix it. You're not going to be able to send the same thing in six times because they're going to know right off the bat. You know, what's funny is like, they don't even at this point, and I'm telling you, I'm confirming this for you. This isn't hearsay. They don't even track serial numbers. Cause I've, I've seen people send in the same serial numbered card repeatedly. They can't. How, are they supposed to, how are they supposed to track? If someone cracks it open, doesn't notify them, how are they supposed to track serial numbers? I would argue it's easy. What, like, what, as soon as the card comes in for grading, why couldn't they have some system or some spreadsheet where they know that, okay, here's what came in. 44 out of 99 came in and we gave it an eight. But they didn't do it. BGS didn't oh, do you it. mean the number, like if it's a numbered card? Yeah, I'm saying there are okay. serial numbered cards that okay. I've had people, remember that story about the Tavares Cup? That's yeah. a serial numbered card. And that was the same show. So literally within the same three-day period, the same serial numbered card came in, got two drastically different grades. You're telling me that they couldn't have made a note yeah. that the 44 out of 99 yeah. Tavares came in and we gave it an 8.5? No, I agree. Yet somehow a day later, it's a 9.5. I agree. The, it's just are, another, the thing is, it's just another layer that, that like, that should be implemented, but I just never, I don't think they ever thought it was going to be this big. You know, I don't know. I don't know if they ever thought that so many people like livelihood, so many people were trying to exploit others, you know, like I think at the base of this, I think that they really and truly wanted it to be for collectors and to, you know, like I, I, like I said before, when I first came back, I had so much love for eight, seven, just looking at them in a case. Right. Like yes. I was, I was just enamored by it. You know what I mean? And somewhere along the way, we lost that. And now yeah. there's a lot of steps that maybe we didn't have to have before where like, I'm even, I'm not even saying recently, but like, even when you're talking about the show, let's say it was five, 10 years ago, like, that they should have started implementing then because now it's like the floodgates are open. Yeah. But that said, Brendan, it was like, you know, it wasn't very far after you were born. Uh, I, I don't know what year it was. It was a long time ago that the Honus Wagner sale went down. And again, don't forget that was a significant sale and it was a yeah. significant card because of its grade. It ended up being trimmed, but regardless, that's a whole other story. Yeah. Um, PSA is well aware of the, the, the dollars involved and especially by like 2010, 
Yeah. They, they knew exactly what was going on and they just chose not to add those extra layers. They, they just, they just didn't. Um, and it would have helped a lot. Um, but Hey, it's, it's happening now. It's happening way late, but it's happening now. It's obviously at the forefront. It's kind of amazing that we're living in a day and age where people can literally directly reach out to like the president and, and talk to them directly about, uh, all these issues and, how to improve it so the hobby has more power than ever yeah in that way we we have a voice in it where we can kind of uh you know you, this guy wouldn't have been able to get his story out as quickly and as powerfully as he did you know 10 20 years ago uh, yeah. if that would happen so there there is that element so that's 100 true uh, now, we are in a bit of a time crunch for today, I guess, Brendan. Uh, we did yeah. want to, of course, touch on the fact that Connor McDavid did achieve 100 points. And Great Matthews hit 40 goals in the Matthews same week. 40. Great for hockey. Unbelievable. Great for, hockey Great for the market. Uh, you'll notice Austin has not shot up quite like McDavid has as far as yeah. pricing. Just wait till the Leafs are in the third round. Uh, Let me tell you. I mean, everyone knows if, if the Leafs are able to succeed, my goodness – Third round of the playoffs, you watch what happens. There'll be some very wealthy people in Toronto that will Just potentially be wealthy. Wait. Um, it's going to be absolutely. reckless. Now, we do want to touch on some fitness. Now, wait a minute. Now, did we want to talk quickly? But I mean, is there a conversation here? Is anyone else going to be MVP? Austin Matthews will pick up a vote here and there, but is anyone else going to take it from Connor? Doesn't look like. I mean, I don't know if you can. I don't know if you can. He's got 100 points, you know? Like, yeah. I mean, you give Matthews the Richard, and you you that's, that balances it out, I guess. You know, you like can argue for players, in my opinion, like uh, Huberto uh, and McKinnon, who obviously, when they're around, their teams are so much better and, and achieve so much more. But it's not quite as juicy and marquee as as naming McDavid as your as your league MVP. Yeah, which would give him uh, two, I think. I think he he has two now. Definitely got at least one, yeah. So yeah, that is. Uh, I mean, he's like twenty four years old, man. It's crazy. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Imagine a full season. He's going to put up one hundred and forty. That'd be ridiculous. Absolutely. If he keep, keeps those numbers up, and uh, if he can get, if he can steer the Oilers, that's more almost reliant on management at this point. My God, um, they still can't beat the Leafs. Yeah, well, so we, so we shall see. Uh, let's not jinx the Leafs just yet. <laughs> you know how easy that is to do i'm showing love finally all right let's talk a little bit about fitness let's talk about it's uh, it's nice out brendan uh people may think a very simple thing to do is to just toss on your brand new sexy looking running shoes oh yeah uh, put on some nike dry fit maybe if you don't like nike you put on some adidas under armor perhaps whatever it is a denim Yep. Maybe you like the yeah, UFC and you, you want to look like a UFC fighter and you're out there and you're running, you're pounding the pavement in a mask, not in a mask. I imagine running so, in a mask would be quite difficult though. It'd be terrible. Hey, listen, maybe, I mean, it's almost like everyone's doing that kind of like a high altitude training now. Yeah. 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 Listen, like, that, that very brief period where we were allowed into gyms here in Toronto, uh, um, I, I was forced to wear a mask doing, doing squats and deadlifts. My God, there's like times two in terms of exertion there and trying to get some air when you're trying all to lift. Those breathing patterns. Hmm? It's all about those breathing patterns, you know? Yeah. Um, but uh, nonetheless, so everybody thinks it's simple. Is it simple, Brendan? What are some things we should be thinking about when it comes to pounding the pavement? 
So running is one of those things where it's very niche, I find. Um, and I also find that it must be from like the early 90s, maybe, or I mean, mid 90s, early 2000s, where everyone was running, you know, marathon running was really cool. I mean, still, you know, people are into running. But uh, it was like, it people either ran or went to the gym, you know, like, and like, we gym was steroid users sometimes they went to the gym to run (laughs) well i mean now now that's much more common right but i I, back in the day i don't think like early 2000s people weren't going to the gym to run it was like you either go to the gym or run um obviously there were people that are outliers from this but the vast majority of the time now running is a fantastic way to build cardiovascular endurance um, it is a fa- fantastic way to get outside, get some vitamin D in, some fresh air, nothing like it. Um, it's also a great way to decompress. However, um, you know, if you're running on pavement, it's not exactly great for your knees. Now, you know, one of the reasons why it's not very great for your knees is because for some reason, mainstream TV shows, movies have been doing this for decades. They're telling people or showing people rather that static stretching and I'll, I'll demo static, static stretching. I'll take articulate what I'm doing, but static stretching is basically that holding a muscle in a certain spot is what you should be doing prior to activity. And let me tell you something that they could not be more wrong because stretching a tight muscle that's you know stuck in a position already you're going to stick it into another position i don't think it sounds that great you know it that's yeah. when things start to tear that's when things get a little bit weaker and in fact and uh, you can help coach me through maybe some uh, some pnf stretches um yeah, and, absolutely know, and this way we can show our audience that, you know, there is a way to stretch before, but it just might not be the, the, the way that you were taught in even high school, right. elementary school. You, you, know? you never want to go, you never want to go in cold, but at the same time, like you mentioned, static stretching is not the way to go. Now, the reason why people might be confused, why are you pointing this out when we're talking about running? Uh, and by the way, for the boys, it's been proven uh, scientifically. Uh, you know, uh, um, um, clinically, if you're going to go hold some static stretches before your bench press, guess what? You've just done a great job ensuring you're not going to hit any maxes and you're not going to perform like you could have. So th- this is the reality is that it's all about being in, in a, and, and, uh, you know, it's Kelly start has, has created the ultimate term for this, which is the ready state, which yeah. is being ready making sure that your body is ready. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. So, so again, this is why mobilization and stretching is such a big conversation and not a simple conversation. So anytime we're going to get into uh, physical activity, especially like, look, I'm sitting on my butt a lot. Brendan's yeah. sitting on his butt. As much as Brendan's moving, you're also sitting a lot. Yeah. We're not going to go from A, sitting to B, activity, especially explosive activity, yes. without anything in between A and B. So the idea is what, what are we putting in there? Well, mobility, we won't get so much into today. That's just the concept of preparing the right muscle groups. Yes. Say, why do people get injured running? Well, okay. So not only is it the act of the fact that you have to have a form 
to the function, especially when you're running on pavement, you have to have a form. There's a form there. Uh, you have to have mobility there. If you don't, if something is tight in your quadricep, you will feel that in your knee when you start to uh, embark on an explosive movement pattern. So stretching is going to help with that on a basic level. We'll, we'll get to mobility maybe another time, but the stretching is going to help. And like Brendan mentioned, the static stretching is already engaging the muscle in a very similar way than you're going to. So what you want to do is you just want to prep it. So do you, do you want to, you want to show some examples uh, real quick? So yeah, again, so great... I, real quick, I just wanted to show people what I'm talking about when it comes to static stretching, right? I'm talking about that standard stretch where, you know, you're, you're standing on one leg, you're holding yep. your knee, are you holding, you're, you're, you're your, holding your, your ankle. ankle? So yeah. This and is Brendan is just holding it. He's literally just holding it. Now you feel the stretch. It feels yeah. good. Yeah. Right. And he's just holding it. Okay. He's lengthening it. He's stretching it. Yeah. That's, that's not necessarily a great thing when he's now about to use that muscle group explosively, especially for a long period of time. Cause the idea is if you're going for a run, you're going yeah. for a run. It's not yeah. a two, three minute in, in, in affair. So now least. that is the static stretch. Same thing yeah. as if you're stretching your chest against the wall and just holding that stretch. Yeah. Um, any of those stretches, like the calf stretch, any of the classic runner stretches that you see. Um, now let's talk about the static stretch. Uh, sorry, the kinetic, a kinetic stretch that's going to prepare the hips. So Brendan, how about you loosely swing from your hip, your legs to and fro. Okay. So, or, or what I mean is literally like coming up and swinging the leg. Oh yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. So, so there you go. So now just very loosely, it's like Brendan's kicking the soccer ball kind of nice and loose. And again, all those muscle groups in and around the hip are stretching, but in a kinetic fashion, that's going to match closer to when he, it's almost like a gearing up and ramping up towards a faster movement. Yeah. And another really good one, Brendan is the one like, if you're going to face the wall and kick out in front of you side to side, if, with one leg in front exactly now by the way brendan if if you turn your heel in uh towards uh your other leg as opposed to pointing your toe you're gonna get even more of a stretch in your adductors there as you're as you're stretching so again there's no there's nothing static going on there brendan is not just sitting there holding the muscle and having an experience a similar type uh, of stretching engagement as if as if there was strength training going on or something like that He's just loosening up the joint that's going to be involved, right? Uh, are there other ones that, that you're particularly fond of or? Yeah, well, I, I tend to like to get my hamstrings fired up just in general. Absolutely. Because it, so one I find works really well is just grabbing your toes, having your uh -huh, down yes. here, yep. and then up and nice and controlled on the way down. And that's, and that's a stretch that I, I find myself doing perhaps even on a deadlift day. Oh, because yeah, you can see sure. you can see how that relates to the explosive and and uh, uh, strength uh, involved pattern that's going to follow it, right? Well, I, I really like what you said in terms of like prepping that movement pattern, right? Because like right. that's essentially what we want to do. Having my 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 ankle behind my knee, or my yeah, having my my ankle behind me. Under right. what circumstances? Am I going to be having that happen when I'm going for a run? Absolutely not. Yeah, you're none. never going to bring your heel Absolutely up. Absolutely none, right? And so, like, that's not really going to help me, like, before a run because it, it doesn't mirror anything that I'm going to do for my run. So right. try to warm up with things, movements that are going to allow you to get into the space that you need to get to. You got it. Absolutely. I love it, man. So just getting people thinking about it's not as simple as you may think. There is a there is a pattern involved. Um, by the way, 
not a lot of people know how to walk properly. I know that sounds really weird, but if you watch people walking these days, you're going to see all sorts of things, external rotation as they're, as they're standing there and their feet are out. You're well, going to see, you're going to see a lot of young ladies are walking in a very strange gait and pattern. And so if they go for a run, the body only knows what the body knows and the, the body only knows what it's been doing. So learning to walk is kind of important. We can touch on that in a future episode as well. Sure, I actually sure. teach people how to walk properly. Well, I mean, Zion had to get taught how to walk and he's yep. a professional basketball player, like because he was ruining his knees just, just by walking. And, and it, yeah, the- if you ever saw how Vince Carter landed from a jump, you could see that he didn't bother to do anything about his knees turning in and you saw it, how it impacted his career. Sure. Team. So- I had a blast today discussing a lot of heated topics, a lot of quality information in this podcast. I hope you guys had as much fun as we did. Have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your week. Keep being positive. Keep the hobby going and uh, keep being yourselves. How about that? Coach Co, out. Peace.